Well, hello, and welcome to the Purpose Works for Business podcast. I am your host, Kendra Dion, and I am so excited to have you join me here today. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about my new book, which I am so excited to share, called Conquering the Emotional Roller Coaster of Entrepreneurship. Now, I know we've all heard people reference the emotional roller coaster that entrepreneurs go on when it comes to starting their business journey. But how often do you actually hear from people their real life account of how they conquered that roller coaster once and for all and got on with business? I'm so glad you tuned in today because that's exactly what we're going to talk about. I'm going to give you a couple of practical tips and real life examples from my own personal journey about how you too can get over that emotional turbulence and get yourself onto some solid, stable footing so that you can get your business to the position that you would like it to be in this upcoming year. I'm going to start out by offering you a couple of thoughts for consideration. If you have an idea about starting a business, that did not come to you by accident. I believe that there is a purpose attached to the idea that was given to you. And it was a reason that that idea resides in your heart and in your head. And once you dig down deep into any emotional roadblocks that might be preventing you from actually starting that business, I promise you, your life will feel a lot more fulfilled. In my book, I've divided the book into four key parts. And each one of those parts represent a different uh, stage of riding an actual roller coaster. Part one is climbing into the front seat of the ride. We all know what that's like when you're standing in the train station on that platform and you're preparing to get out there and get into that roller coaster car and all of your friends are with you in the line and they're saying, hey, let's go for the front seat. But you're saying, no, I don't wanna sit that close to the front. I don't wanna see it actually happening as I go over the edge of the cliff or upside down or backwards in these loops. I don't wanna see that, right? It is a terrifying decision, but a decision must be made nonetheless. So climbing into the front seat of the ride, that is part one. And we talk about all the highs and lows and the emotional turbulence that you feel before you even step foot into the arena of entrepreneurship because it is a lot. In part two of the book, we talk about ascending the first hill. We all know that feeling. If you've ever ridden a roller coaster before, when regret starts to set in, you get in that seatbelt, you buckle up as they instruct you to, and the car pulls out of the station, but instantly your heart sink and you start contemplating all the wrong decisions you've made in your life. You're apologizing to your mama, them, your grandma, your uncles, your aunts, everybody you may have offended in your life. The girlfriend you broke up with, the boyfriend you did wrong, everybody gets an apology while you're climbing that first hill because that's when doubt starts to set in. Isn't that true? In part three, that's trying to ignore your photo being taken. I don't know why they put the camera 
right at the worst part of the ride. Put the camera at the end when I look pretty after I'm happy that the ride is over. Don't put it at the part where I'm terrified. Don't they always want to try to catch you looking crazy? That's exactly what it feels like in entrepreneurship. There's that point where you're rolling, it's happening, there's nothing you can do about it, and everybody wants to take your picture and ask you how you feel. And the truth is, you're terrified. But it's not cool to say that, so we try to hold that in. And then the final part of the book is finally enjoying the ride. That's when it's almost over. You're two seconds from being back at the train station where you first started, preparing to disembark from the, the train, right? To get back on that platform and to walk down that long walkway where you and your friends high five each other and talk about how awesome that journey was. But the truth of the matter is you spent the majority of the ride holding on for dear life with your eyes closed, clutching your pearls, possibly saying a few swear words here or there that you would be embarrassed to say in front of your mom, right? Am I right? We all go through it, right? And then when you get right there to the very end, you finally open your eyes and you say something crazy like, whew, that was fun. <laughs> and it's always that one person that says, let's do it again. We call them serial entrepreneurs. Am I right, somebody? That's exactly what they are. They just love the thrill of the chase. Some of us are good just doing it one time. We survive, we live to tell the story, and now we press on. We do something else a little bit more stable, or we keep going off of that energy and the adrenaline that we have. Those are those long-term entrepreneurs that stick with one concept for a really long time. Even though there might be a slight pivot here or there, the concept, the general premise of the business is still the same. So that's what this book covers. Um, at the beginning of the book, I offer five tips to maximize the experience with the book. And one of the things that I definitely want my readers to understand about this whole book and the concept behind the book is this is meant to be used as a reference tool as well as a textbook. I am sharing with you my own personal accounts, but I want you to remain open to the idea that your thoughts have the power to influence your emotions. I want you to embrace the suggestion that every emotion you feel is normal, it's valid, it's real, and you have every right to feel it. I wanna challenge you that when the time is right, your mindset will allow inspiration from this book to guide your creative flow. So as you start feeling ideas come to the forefront of your head and creativity starts to set in, take a step away from the book, jot it down, capture those thoughts because they're powerful and they're coming to you for a reason. Explore your limits and go beyond the barriers that you might have to uncover any underlying emotions that may be in your way. Sometimes these roadblocks and barriers are hidden. We don't even see them coming. And treat this book like your personal permission slip to feel the fear and do it anyway. Your entrepreneurial journey is worth it and so are you. So I'm gonna turn for a second to um, a chapter in my book that talks about the issue of procrastination. Procrastination is one of those things that we all like to lame hold to 
when it feels like um, we're not going to get the things accomplished that we were hoping to get accomplished. So it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, I have that whole tendency of procrastination. But can I offer you a thought for consideration? What if procrastination and laziness were not the same thing? What if there was a difference? All this time you've been using procrastination to be synonymous with the word laziness. But the truth of the matter is maybe your procrastination tendencies are rooted in something a lot deeper. What if I told you that your procrastination tendencies could be associated with some type of a repressed emotion that came from being ridiculed, chastised, or not allowed to operate to your full potential on a previous job? What if your tendencies for procrastination stems from a fear of failure and a fear of judgment? Maybe even guilt. Have you considered that the reason that you are delaying starting your business is because you feel some form of a deep-seated guilt that by doing this, I'm going to take away quality time that I could be spending with my family. I'm going to be dipping into my family's personal finances and maybe putting us in a place where we may not be financially stable in pursuit of my dream. And therefore, that makes me somehow selfish. This is a safe place. You can be honest with yourself. Tell the truth. Procrastination is not the same as laziness. There's some other issue underlying it. There's an avoidance mechanism that kicks in when procrastination starts to pop up, especially when it comes to pursuing something that you're passionate about. Passion alone should be enough to fuel your energy to drive you forward. But we all know that that's not true all the time. So what is it? What is it for you? If you're waiting for me to give you the right scientific answer, you're going to be waiting for a long time because without knowing each and every one of you on a personal level, it would be impossible for me to guess and irresponsible for me to make that assumption. So I challenge you with this one. I want you to dig deep. Every time you feel the urge to procrastinate, or put something off to another day. I want you to take a moment, pause and dig deeper and find out, is this rooted in something else? Or am I just being lazy today? Because they are not the same thing. Oh, I'm a snap for myself. That was really, really good stuff, right? That's heavy. I went from real excitement talking about roller coasters to going into heavy spot of procrastination. But there's a bright side to it, right? So procrastination is not all this heavy negative stuff. While you're in this season or this space of procrastination, don't just sit around and do nothing. Pull out your cell phone. Use your notes app. Use your calendar app. Download some graphic design apps like Canva or Over or some of those other tools and resources. Spend some time in those apps. Design some social media um, pieces. Design some flyers. Design something to just keep that creative energy going. Just because you might take a down day or you might feel yourself slipping into a place of procrastination or avoidance. 
it does not mean that the day has to be lost. You may not be able to do the things that you had set out to do, but maybe there's something small you can do because every single small action you take is big on the day that your business launches. There is something else that you can be doing if the big daunting task is too much to wrap your head around in the moment. And we have to learn how to give ourselves permission to do that. The other thing that I want to talk about is nervous energy. Sometimes we're just flat out nervous, right? It's hard to admit that you're afraid or you're nervous about something when it comes to starting a business because people look at entrepreneurs and business owners as like these superheroes, right? Da, 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 I'm coming to save your cupcakes <laughs> because you want to start a cupcake company, right? It's not all exciting all the time. If you're real with yourself, sometimes nervousness sets in. You start to question whether you have what it takes. Do I have the resources? Will people support me? Will I have any type of engagement? Will my business fold in five years and become just another entrepreneurial statistic for the Department of Labor or the Small Business Administration to report? Those nerves are real. We have to stop ignoring them and dismissing them and shaking them off as if they don't matter or if they somehow make us weak or inferior. They don't. They are real and they serve a purpose. So when you feel that nervous energy, spend some time in that space. Dissect it. Really drill down and think, what exactly am I nervous about? What is causing me to feel this level of nervous energy? Is there something to what I'm feeling? Is there anything about that feeling that I can actually change? And if you find that there's nothing about that feeling that you can actually change, then it's time to start the process of conversion. The nervous energy is there. We can't make it go away. So if you're going to be here, you might as well be useful, right? My mother used to tell me all the time when I was in the kitchen, if I just stood around and talked while she was working, she would say, baby, if you can lean, you can clean, right? So you need to start telling your nervous energy the same thing. If you're going to be here, you might as well do something because we got a company to launch. So you take that nervous energy and convert it into something that's useful. I find that when I have nervous energy present, it's like a pill that you give Speedy Gonzalez. I start moving at rapid pace because that nervous energy is literally a spike of adrenaline. It's a rush that I feel, right? It's not an apprehension that keeps me from doing something. I start fidgeting, almost like anxiety, but not quite. Nervousness has never kept me trapped on the tracks. Nervousness is like a pro propellant usually having me run in the opposite direction of the thing that I fear. So if I'm gonna be running anyway, how about we not run from it, but we run into it? Sometimes that nervous energy is preparing us because we're close to where we're supposed to be. And if we see it as a reason to stop, then we'll never get to that place. So don't allow your nervous energy to stop you on the tracks. Allow that nervous energy to function like the train going up the hill on that entrepreneurial roller coaster 
And it is that mechanism that gets the train up the hill when there is no other energy force available to keep it moving. So yes, there's an incredible amount of resistance, but that train still moves forward anyhow. Be that train, be that person, and convert that nervous energy into something useful and watch yourself get to the top of that hill, that first hill. And then you can be nervous when you're descending and your picture is being taken, right? <laughs> that flashing camera is no joke. You ever see those people that come off the ride and they rush over to the, that wall of screens where you see those awful pictures so that they can laugh at all the funny faces people are making? And then you get to your own picture and it's not funny anymore, right? But it's always that one person in the group that thinks that this would be a great keepsake so they buy the picture. How many of you right now have one of those terrible pictures where you and your family and your friends are coming on the descent of a roller coaster hill? If you have one in your house, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. Shame on you. All right, guys, this has been absolutely great spending time with you today. I hope that you got something out of today's message. And I invite you all to visit my website, which is KendraDion.com. K-I-N-D-R-A. D-I-O-N-N-E.com and click on the resource tab so you can access this book and some of the other books that I've also had the privilege of helping to co-author. So take a look when you have a moment, check out my new book, Conquering the Emotional Roller Coaster of Entrepreneurship. The book is also available on Amazon if you prefer to order it that way. But I can promise you, if you order it from my website directly, I will personally sign a copy on your behalf. I want to leave you with this thought. As an entrepreneur, it's important that we take on the characteristics of a sunflower. Sunflowers are designed to stand tall and face the sun to draw in the natural light and all the beautiful energy that the sun gives off. And when the sunflowers cannot find the sun because maybe a cloud has come in or maybe it's a different time of day, they turn to each other because there's so much energy beaming that just radiates off of them that there's enough power in the collective energy of all the sunflowers in the field to keep each other going. So when you can't find your son, when your entrepreneurial journey feels like it's dark and dim, turn to other entrepreneurs and build off of each other's energy. But whenever you see a bright light, stand tall, tilt your head, and keep your eyes focused towards the sun. And with that, I bid you adieu. Have a wonderful day and be excellent on purpose.